Welcome to Coming Home with Heather, a podcast for women on their journey of self-discovery and healing. I'm your host, Heather Stewart, and I'm here to guide you on your quest for self-love, acceptance, and unshakable confidence. I'm here to help you find unconditional love, deep healing, and connection. I hope to inspire you and to empower you on this journey of coming home to yourself. Welcome. Welcome, beautiful people, to episode one of Coming Home with Heather. I'm so excited to be bringing this to you this first of January 2021. As I'm saying that, it is 1.11 p.m. here in Qatar, where I am currently based. Um, this podcast has been in the making for quite some time. It's been on my heart, and I'm so excited to finally be bringing it to you and be coming at you on the airwaves through your headphones or the car speakers, wherever you may be listening from. I'm so happy that you've joined me here. And today on the first episode, we are going to be talking about my journey of coming home to myself. So get comfy and let's go. So if you don't know anything about me, nice to meet you. Welcome. My name is Heather Stewart. I am an American citizen currently working in Doha, Qatar, which is located in the Middle East. If you've never heard of it, Google it. It's a teeny tiny country. I, I am a full-time English as a second language teacher turned anxiety and confidence coach. And we'll talk about that as we get into my journey. So like all stories, we have to go back to the beginning and, you know, sort out what, what kind of a life I have had up until this point. So let's start with my childhood. I grew up in just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, in a place called Hidden Valley. Yes, it's a real place. <laughs> I went to private schools. I, you know, we, we grew up on a large plot of land. It was very, very private in the woods. So I had a beautiful, beautiful childhood of, you know, safety and security. I was quite privileged. I had lots of opportunities to explore not only nature, but any, any, I guess, extracurricular activities that I had an interest in from art to horseback riding to martial arts to sports whatever it whatever it was my parents definitely worked hard to make sure that I and my siblings had access to whatever we needed in order to explore that that activity fully so I'm very grateful to them for creating that that safe and secure space for us um, very fond memories of my early childhood that being said, I grew up in a medical family. My mother was a registered nurse in the neonatal unit when we were very young. She ended up changing careers into real estate later on, but my father is a cardiothoracic surgeon. For the layman out there, that's a heart and lung surgeon. My sister is now a neurosurgical physician's assistant, so she pokes around in people's head all day, heads all day. So you can imagine what dinnertime conversations were like growing up with a 
father who was a surgeon um, and quite a bit of a perfectionist. And early on in his career, he was um, absent, both physically and, and emotionally. And that really took its toll on us all as, a ki- as kids, you know, not really understanding why daddy wasn't around, but, you know, he was working hard. Now as an adult, I understand that he was working very hard to give us the life that he didn't have himself and, and to make sure that we had every opportunity to, to explore and succeed, um, you know. And along with that, with having, with having a, a surgeon for a father, um, there was a lot of perfect perfectionism in that and unrealistic expectations were placed on us. And from a very young age, I learned um, subconsciously that, you know, uh, you have to work very, very, very hard in order to gain any type of validation or recognition or to feel like you're good enough. And so with my father not being around, you know, from a young age, I developed a very deep abandonment wound um, and, you know, a deep belief that I wasn't good enough. And that wasn't anyone's fault. It wasn't something that was, you know, consciously done. It's just young kids don't know any better. And we develop these beliefs, these subconscious beliefs that we usually don't even realize or begin to sort through until adulthood. Um, And so, you know, later on as I was growing, um, everything I did, I did in order to achieve my father's approval. I wanted him to be proud of me. I wanted, you know, to, to feel like I was good enough. And along with that, though, because I'm, I do have a very strong personality, <laughs> we'll say. Um, my mother would tell you that I'm very stubborn and um, hard-headed, but I, 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 I tend to speak my truth very firmly. And if, if, if and I'm a bastion for injustice, and I'm always, I'm always the cheerleader and the advocate for the underdog. And so, if I ever saw anything bad, you know, what I deemed as injustice I would speak up against it and even if that came in the form of discipline from my parents and so from a young age though I I learned that 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 wasn't appropriate it wasn't acceptable even though to me intuitively and on a very deep visceral level I was doing the right thing but I learned that that wasn't acceptable socially both inside my family and at school and so over time I was I was silenced you know, I felt like I wasn't being seen and heard for who I was. And so I, I chose to not speak up and I became very, very shy. And that, um, that set the tone for, for my social interactions, friendships, um, romantic relationships, and even, you know, part of my identity, I, I identified as a very shy, uh, reserved person who would rather just sit back and watch than really partake or step into a leadership position even though I knew that that I was I was capable of it um and I really became an overachiever I was you know involved in band I played the clarinet I was heavily involved in sports I was playing softball and basketball year round I was in um honors level classes when I got into high school Um, around junior high we moved from Tennessee to Colorado and at that point moving from a private school to a public school they didn't have um, the level that I needed and so I was immediately placed into the honors level at you know 
in both la- like language, Spanish, biology, and and math. And so um, it, it kind of felt moving from, you know, leaving my childhood friends and everything and moving to a new place where I didn't know anybody and also not really finding a place for myself in the school system. They did, they did their best to create something, you know, thank goodness they, they had those classes available, but it, it immediately set me apart um, and set me up for um, bullying and teasing and you know, it was it was very confusing for me because I was a jock, I was very active, but I was also a band geek, and I was a nerd. You know, so I didn't really belong anywhere. I I didn't I didn't feel like I I had a strong. I mean, I knew who I was. I knew that I enjoyed these things, and I I I participated in them because that that's what 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 gave me joy. Um, you know, having a creative outlet with the music and staying active with sports and you know I I'm a nerd I love learning and I've always enjoyed learning new things and but you know kids are mean (laughs) and so I I really didn't have a place um growing up I felt kind of like an outsider um I also went from a very integrated environment at the private school that I grew up in into a very homogenous, white, wealthy, privileged society when we moved to Colorado. And so it was a shock for me that, like, why aren't there more black and brown people, different, you know, um, faith traditions? I was I was used to that at a younger age. And so it was it was a bit of a shock because I now I'm like, okay, these people look like me, but I don't relate to them. So where the heck do I belong? And um, this continued throughout high school. I was very, very shy. Uh, like I said, I was focusing on my studies and sports. And um, because of the absence of my father, you know, I started getting interested in boys <laughs> um, and met my my first husband when I was 17 at church actually and that relationship we dove in we were married at 21 and against my my parents better judgment we made that happen um and very quickly uh within the first year or so that relationship began to to deteriorate I realized that there was a lot of emotional and psychological abuse happening that later morphed into sexual and physical abuse and a lot of um let's say betrayal (laughs) there was a lot of cheating involved and then and and throughout the marriage of four years I tolerated it and I was at such a place, you know, I, I had I had been silenced for so long for most of my life and become such a people pleaser that I allowed it to happen and I allowed the manipulations to, to, to brainwash me into believing that everything was my fault. And, you know, working very, very hard to try to make it work, but it just, it wasn't. And it wasn't until I started speaking up to some close friends of mine when I was about 24 that I realized that I was being abused. I didn't realize it up until that point. And when that came to light, I started making plans to exit 
which I did. I had the presence of mind to, to leave the relationship. Um, at that time, my parents did not support me. I allowed my ex-husband to lie about the reason for, for the divorce because I was so afraid for my life that I just wanted to get out and I didn't care what anybody believed. And I let my parents think that I was the bad guy and my family think that I was the bad guy. And so I was very much alone. Um, I only had a few um, close friends in my support network uh, at this really terrifying time in my life. But, you know, I didn't, I did open up to my family about a year later. And of course they, they, they've supported me ever since then. Um, but after my divorce, I jumped into a relationship pretty quickly, um, which was, you know, a survival mechanism. I, I was afraid to be alone. Self-worth issues, of course, have followed me my whole life. And I didn't process the abuse. Um, most of the relationship I was numbing. You know, I, I, because I got married so young, I hadn't experienced the, I worked my way through, through college. I didn't, you know, live, I lived, didn't live on the campus. I didn't engage in what a typical American college student, um, I didn't have that typical college experience, you know, of partying and socializing and things like that. And, you know, dating different people. I didn't have that. And so kind of went buck wild <laughs> and, you know was in a committed relationship, but was very much in the world. We'll put it that way. Um, and that relationship continued. I started, um, it was, a, it was actually a, a relatively healthy relationship. I'm very grateful for that. that. That person was, was who exactly who I needed at that time. Um, my relationship with myself was definitely not, not healthy. I was on autopilot for much of it, but I was safe and secure in terms of, of the relationship. I didn't, I didn't feel threatened in any way. So that was very much needed. I'm very grateful for that. But um, 2000, I, I, I started my master's degree um, to become an English as a second language teacher in 2010. Worked hard, was working full time through that, studying full time, busted my butt. And then 2012, December 2012 is when I graduated with my MA and then I got a job here in Qatar is where I came two weeks after graduation and th that relationship continued um, he was actually here living here in the region and so we decided to try to make it work um, it was somewhat long distance and um, yeah continued to make that to make that work until 2017 um, 2017 a lot started to come up for me uh, from my past so it had been almost 10 years since my divorce and again I had not processed that I had not faced my demons um, from from that relationship and a lot of stuff started coming back up and yeah after many many months of struggle in what I wanted because you know I was you know in my 30s and I said you know I want to start settling down I want to have a family I want to do this and I had I had plans for my life and it just wasn't happening and so after many months of struggle back and forth with this with this person um, we realized that we didn't want the same things you know we didn't have the same core values after you know almost a decade together uh, and I ended the relationship and that at that time, at the end of that relationship, because of because I had put 
so you know I identified so much with that relationship because I had grown so much in it and you know spending a decade of or yeah almost a decade of your life when you're in your early 30s that's a lot of time and because I was still living at a very we'll say unconscious level I hadn't really started to begin my healing journey um I hopped into another relationship because that that 10 year relationship had been deteriorating for quite a while so I jumped right into another one um which turned out very quickly to be um very toxic and abusive very similar to my to my first marriage and in that relationship um I look back now and I see how how codependent I was um this person was much younger than me and I was at such a place where I knew that I wanted to start a future I knew I wanted to have a family and so I just kind of jumped in I gave away a lot of my power so much of my power um but I immediately saw toxic behaviors and although I spoke out against them because I had been been developing my voice over the last year or two you know when I was really thinking about what I wanted and I started getting the courage to to speak up and ask for it even though that that I was I was speaking up against it um, I, I definitely tolerated too much of it and um, even through the toxicity we ended up getting engaged um, and I remember vividly in that moment where he where he when he proposed the first thought in my, my mind was are you sure and at the time I thought I was I was like thinking like is he sure but now I know that it was it was my intuition asking me if I was sure um, because really at a soul level I definitely wasn't um, and thereafter that is when symptoms of PTSD and anxiety surfaced because in that relationship and I can look back at it with gratitude now because I know that that relationship came to me to mirror back to me the work that I needed to do and so that is when the anxiety came on full force panic attacks almost every day flashbacks from the abuse that I had suffered in my marriage and a lot of parallels between between my marriage and this this and this new you know engagement and it was that point that I gained the courage to reach out for help. First, I spoke to my mother, opened up to her about everything that was actually happening, and she encouraged me to see a professional, to get professional counseling. So found a psychologist that I was comfortable with, began counseling, began really sorting through a lot of the trauma that I had suppressed for over 10 years, and started that's how I started my healing journey and it was you know several months after that um, when I was engaged that 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 relationship began to deteriorate quickly and a lot of betrayal a lot of and what turned into physical abuse and at the time I was still tolerating it I was still but I focused more on myself um, I made my, my healing a priority and I you know because I'm so darn stubborn I was like I'm gonna make this work no matter what 
but because again i i was convinced that i was the source of the problems because my anxiety and all my insecurities and this is what was making the other person behave in such a way which ladies if you're listening and someone is telling you that that is gaslighting that's emotional abuse and it's a load of crap (laughs) don't believe it don't believe it so at that point this was in the summer of 2018 I came upon the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I had been looking for alternative methods of healing. I was looking for more of a holistic approach because I was at the point, um, I was actually recently, you know, I'd been diagnosed with anxiety and then I, I got so bad that I went to a psychiatrist and he diagnosed me with a, a full-blown panic disorder and put me on Zoloft. So I was medicated, uh, which gave me almost immediate relief and it was such a godsend. So if anyone's considering medication, it don't be afraid of it and don't, don't let the stigma against medication stop you from taking it if that is something that feels right to you. Of course, there are other options um, that I won't get into now, but medication was a godsend. I was medicated for nine months and that just gave me the headspace to to really focus in and hone in on my own healing. So right after I got medicated, I I enrolled in the Institute of Integrative Nutrition uh, Health Coach Training Program, and I enrolled with the express intent of healing myself from the inside out, my mind, my body, my soul. Um, And I started everything that I was learning, uh, first of all, I enrolled in, the program is a year-long program, and I enrolled in the six-month intensive program because I was so serious about healing myself as quickly as possible. So I started, I jumped in, and immediately I started, I was my own guinea pig. I started everything that I was learning, I tried on myself. I've kept a lot of them um, consistently over the past, let's see, two and a half years now, and some of them work, you know, I kept some of them weren't for me, but you know, there's, 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 we, we, each person is a bio individual. And so what works for one person might not work for the next, but that's the beauty of this program is that, you know, you learn so much about different modalities and different, you know, types of um, nutritional programs that can help people. It's not only about nutrition. It's also about, you know, finding balance emotionally, spiritually, um, physically with physical activity and, you know, mentally, psychologically. So there's so much that went into it. I tried everything and started see my physical and mental health started to improve exponentially very very quickly you know i i i gave all of my effort to this program i made myself a priority i started you know taking care of myself better every day making sure i was getting good quality sleep i started setting healthy boundaries in my relationships and with work i started speaking my truth with clarity and love and it got to the point where i was like you know what this relationship is not working for me. And so that relationship came to an end and I had already started coaching and through my coaching practice, I, I initially started, you know, coaching as an integrative nutrition health coach along the lines of helping women lose weight and, you know, get their physical health more in check in terms of nutrition and, you know, 
supplements and things like that. And while I helped several women lose weight and get a healthier lifestyle, quit smoking, you know, quit addictive behaviors, recover from addiction, things like that, I noticed very quickly that there was a common theme with all of my clients. And that was that there was an underlying issue that was causing anxiety and, you know, a lack of self-confidence. And most of them, if not all of them, come down to some type of deep emotional trauma. And so that is when I started really honing in and focusing more on, on mental health and spirituality. And so that's when I sidestepped into um, anxiety and confidence coaching. And I've been doing that for a while. And that is what brings me to more of the present the present day where because about a year ago i started i started this anxiety and confidence coaching so in the time since i've been doing that and helping women overcome anxiety learn how to speak their truth um move past limiting beliefs begin to manifest the life they desire I have continued investing heavily in myself in terms of my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health. I have hired so many coaches along the way to help me deepen and expand my healing and to to really get myself on more of a traject a growth trajectory through a growth mindset in that now I'm at this space where I'm grateful for every experience that I've had in my life as a hard as they were to go through at that time and has as deep as the traumatic wounds have been and when trauma even though trauma is really heavy and f- seems like a huge obstacle that you have to overcome when you begin to move through it it opens you up to so much beauty within yourself and and around you in the world and as you begin healing it's it's inevitable that the people around you will begin healing and you'll you'll start to live a completely different experience in life and that's what happened with me is I I got so intentional about what I wanted and who I wanted to be and I started shifting my my beliefs about myself and how the world works you know I I always joke with my clients like I took the red pill and I left the matrix and that's the first thing that I have all my clients do (laughs) the first call by the way you've just taken the red pill and you've left the matrix welcome to the other side so I started seeing life from a different perspective um, through gratitude through faith and surrender that 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 everything was happening for me and I started manifesting my desires in terms of you know uh, job opportunities in terms of healthier relationships with with friends you know social social activities in terms of um opportunities through my coaching if that be interviews um let's see i did i did a television interview for a women's program here in qatar last year and that's when i set the intention to start this podcast so this has been in the making for more than let's say about a year and a half i've been i've been wanting to make this happen so it's finally here i'm so proud um and part of that manifestation that i that i began creating i i met my my now husband We've been married about six weeks now. We got married on 11-11-2020. A wonderful gentleman from Morocco. We met in uh, May 2019. And 
yeah, it's been quite a ride. Lots of ups and downs as I'm still moving through my healing journey, but I can confidently come to you now and say that I have overcome anxiety and now I've committed my life to helping other women do the same. So now as an anxiety and confidence coach, I'm running a variety of programs throughout the year at different levels of investment because my real goal here is to maximize the impact that I make um, to serve more, to make my services more widely available, to serve more women at all income levels. So this podcast is part of that vision that I have for myself. So much is coming in the future. And I, I hope that some of my, my story has resonated with you and gives you, inspires you and empowers you that if you are going through a difficult time right now, that it really is possible to get through it as soon as you really make a commitment to yourself and decide, you know what, it's time to take care of me. It's time to put myself first. It's time, and that's not selfish, by the way. We'll get into that in a later episode on self-care and self-love. Really making yourself your first priority because you cannot fill others' cups with if you don't fill yours first. So... I encourage you from now to make that decision to make a, a significant change in your life, to make yourself a priority, to really work on falling in love with yourself, to being your own best friend, and to really come home to yourself. I think it was Ram Das that said, you know, in this journey of life, we're all just a bunch of strangers just walking each other home. And I think that's so beautiful. And that's sort of the inspiration behind behind this podcast is that my journey of coming home to myself has been fraught with, you know, tragedy, equal parts tragedy and beauty. And I'm excited to help you do the same on this walk as we come home to ourselves. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe, rate, and review this show so that more people will be able to hear it too. And remember, keep exploring, keep growing, keep loving on your journey home to yourself. <laughs>